0: Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 today. Ephesians, the sixth chapter. And I want to continue and actually finish this three-part mini-series, Can You Hear Me Now? We're talking about our connection with God through prayer. Ephesians 6.18 reads this way, Praying always... "...with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints." And the the Amplified Bible reads this way. It says, "...pray at all times, on every occasion, in every season, in the Spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty." And so we know this just by knowing the character and nature of God and knowing Him through His Word, that God doesn't encourage and invite, ask, command us to do things that end up without a change or result or some benefit from doing that very thing. We, said that we say that regarding many things from communion to baptism to, to, to coming to church to praying, of course, is our topic now. God doesn't want you to pray just so you can say that you prayed. Just so you can say you feel better about yourself because you put your time in. God isn't thrilled about it just because, hey, I got all my people doing stuff. They're all doing spiritual stuff. Now, the, really, the, the, the goal in this, if someone asks for something, the only reason God would tell us to ask for something is so that we could receive that very thing that we asked. I mean, I don't think it's any more complicated than that. and And if that's not our experience, well, that sometimes leads to people putting prayer on the back seat, in the back seat, you know, just kind of pushing it aside. It leads some to have very little confidence in that vehicle to get them from where they are to where they want to be. And so many people don't pray with confidence. They don't have this relationship and connection with the Lord that they're supposed to have. And it's not because God changed or His Word changed, but it's oftentimes because God has been misrepresented. His Word has been taught incorrectly. Sometimes it's because of the failed experiences of our past or the past of someone else and And but boil it down, people come to this point where they go to pray, and it 's just mm, not sure, not not real confident, uh, but the Lord says, and he 's the same, the scripture says here, pray, pray at all times on every occasion, in every season. this should be a normal part of our lives, but the thing is, the primary focus of our prayer lives is to have a personal living connection with God, really. Our goal in this ought not to just be to get a prayer answered. Although that's fine, and that's the intended result. My desire for my life is not just to see if I can get God to do some things for me. But really, it is to have an intimate, living, dynamic connection with Him. To where there is information, if you will. There is relationship, there's fellowship, and there's stuff. That flows from him to me and me to him, and it 's just an active alive connection like if you like if you plug the the, the cord into the wall, if you 've got a good connection and assuming there 's a good connection from there and uh, you know on uh, if you 've got a good connection, well the light 's going to turn on right the vacuum cleaner's going to going to power up uh, there 's going to be a response to that, and, and again if i 'm not having that kind of response in my life. I need to just check the connection. Hmm. I mean, just to, to uh, milk that a little bit further, how many of you turn on your hair dryer or, or your you know, vacuum cleaner or blender or something and it doesn't go on, the first thing you do is get on the phone and call Idaho Power. <laughs> and tell them, hey, would you guys get your act together and turn my blender back on? Right? No, you wouldn't do that. That's silly to think the problem is first there. I mean, first you're going to check your breaker or just the unit itself. You're going to look more local. And if you're not getting a response from heaven, if you're not seeing the power of God flow in your life, don't jump to conclusions and say, God, why aren't you doing this? We might just want to check the connection. We just want to see if we're plugged in in the right way. And so once the connection is established, the transfer of information, of power, of the supply of God becomes normal. It's just the way these things work. It's a normal operation for a child of God to receive things from Him, to hear from Him, to have an open communication. That's norm. Now unfortunately, many Christians are living outside of the norm. They're they're the exception to what God said is the rule. This is the way it's supposed to be, and so we want to we want to get some of these fi- things fixed. I know in, in in aviation communication is a is a major deal. There's a there's a lot to know and remember and and understand because uh, you know if you get an airplane you know a small airplane to go fly, you have to talk to a whole bunch of people before you can go. Assuming you're in a you know, controlled environment like the Boise Airport. Uh, you know, you for, you get on there and, you, and you've got your headset, but the first thing you have to do is start tuning in uh, right frequencies. And you get your weather and then you talk to uh, what's called um, clearance, clearance and delivery. And you tell them, hey, I'm going to fly IFR or VFR. I'm going to fly to this place. I'm going to go here. This is what I'm planning to do. And then they, you know, they give you squawk numbers so they can see where you're at on their system and and uh and then then you turn over then they turn you over and you talk to ground control because you got a taxi and by the time you're done taxiing they transfer you over to the tower so you can take off and get cleared to take off and once you're in the air they transfer you over to someone else and now you're talking to uh departure and they'll tell you where to go from there and then if you fly away then pretty soon you talk to uh the center or in our area, it's called Salt Lake Center. And, uh, and, they're, and they're, con- they're talking to you from there on. There's all this communication. And how many know if you don't have some of that? Sometimes you run into people. You know, if you didn't, I mean, when there's clouds and that kind of stuff, and then you got all your navigation, your GPS, and you know, different tools like a VOR and your ILS, all these things. That, but it's all all these instruments. You got to have, you got to tune them in. You got to have the right frequency. And if you think this instrument is telling you one thing, and it's tuned into the wrong frequency, it's telling you something totally different, and that's bad. <laughs> what am I saying? Our Christian life, really, you know what what it is? It's all about our connection to God if that connection between you and the Lord is strong and established and you are you know you're on the right frequency you know you're communicating it really changes everything but if that if you're living your life absent of that if you're just going by a book thank God for the scripture just going by a principle just a commandment that's good and that's fine and that's true but sometimes you need to talk to someone midstream. You ever found that out? It's like, yeah, I learned this in church. I understand God's character and nature and his promises. I'm taking him at his word. But sometimes like as I'm going, need further advice. <laughs> as I'm doing it, as I'm living it out. Huh. Sometimes I need to talk to the author and get further instruction. Jesus now in his relationship with the Father when he was on the earth, he knew that he had a good connection. He knew the connection was strong. He knew that his, his, his father was always hearing him. What do you know about yours? What can you say for a certainty is true about your connection with God? I know years ago, I had been praying. This is 20-some years ago. I had been praying about something in my own life, asking the Lord to help me to learn, uh, to do a particular thing in in talking with people, to do something better. And uh, it wasn't one of those things where you're praying for a physical item and then you know it's over, you got it, and it's done. It's kind of like, Lord, teach me this. Show me this. And then you begin to see. Your eyes are opened. But I've been praying that way. And I got into a service one day and i was sitting in a church service person ministering at the end of the end of the service calls me out of my seat says come on down here i came on down there and he looks at me and he says oh so you've been praying about da, 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 da. and he and he tells me what i've been praying about and i thought well in one sense like th- that's great i mean that's revelation those are the gifts of the spirit that we operate in and flow in and praise god for that at the time though you know i was really thrilled i thought cool this is great. What's great? Now, this is, I'm not happy to say this, but this is great. The message got through. <laughs> In other words, that's not a big pat on my spiritual back. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That I needed that. Now, at the time, I guess I did need that, and it was a confirmation, it was helpful, and thank God for the Lord's mercy, but how many know eventually... We all ought to be to the place where we know personally, individually, that God heard us without someone else having to get a revelation and prophesy to us. I mean, we ought to be that connected with the Lord that I know He heard me just because that's my relationship with Him. See, that's where Jesus was. That's the way His relationship worked with the Father. Look at John chapter 11. Let me give you an example. John the 11th chapter. This is the the place here where uh, Lazarus died. Anybody know Lazarus? Lazarus died, and when when the message got to Jesus, he'd actually been dead a couple of days. Uh, Sometimes people don't get that, and they think, "Well, Jesus let Lazarus die." actually when Jesus got the message he was already dead Jesus waited a couple days because hey I mean if you're going to raise someone from the dead does it matter if they were dead a day or four days I mean you might as well let him hang out there in Abraham's bosom for a little while talk to some of the Old Testament folks and you know have a little good time and then we'll bring him back with a cool story to tell I don't know if all that was going through his mind, but when Jesus heard, you know the scripture there, if you read that, he waited a couple of days. Then when he got to the tomb, he found out, you know, hey, he's been dead four days already. And, you know, people were having trouble with that, and uh, but Jesus wasn't. He was confident the whole time. He said at the beginning, this thing's going to end in the glory of God. and uh, uh, But let, let's pick up here in verse 40, John eleven forty. 40, Jesus said to her, did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Do you notice that progression and how things work in God's kingdom? If you would believe, you would what? If you would believe, you would see. Not if you would see, you would believe. Someone said, if I could just see a few things, I'd really have faith. Well, no you wouldn't. You'd have faith in what you see. A spiritual person believes things without seeing them. Jesus said, if you'll believe, then you would see. We believe in seeing. just comes after the believing. If you believe, then you'll see the glory of God. Verse 41, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And by the way, how many know that's a, re- that's a revelation of Jesus' faith right there? If you don't know something about is about to happen, you're not taking any stone away from a, you know, you're not digging any people up out of the grave like we would do it today. Hey, let's exhume. <laughs> let's pull this person up and sh- check him out. Been dead four days and they complained. He said, "You sure you want to do that? He stinks." Well, Jesus knew. Jesus knew what was going on, didn't he? How many know as well? Your decisions, how you act today, is a direct reflection of what you believe. How many know we shouldn't be trying to convince people of what we believe? No, really, I believe. No, really, I believe this. No, we show what we believe by what we say and by what we do. And your actions and your 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 words and your your the things that you decide to do today, they show what's really in your heart. And you can see Jesus was pretty settled here, wasn't he? Yeah, roll the stone away. Uh, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, so notice what he's doing, He lift up his eyes. That means you can pray with your eyes open, right? That'd be biblically okay. <laughs> Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. All right, so he had already prayed, hadn't he? He had already been talking with his father. How many know we usually get into more trouble when we come up against a situation like this is kind of extreme when someone dies? Uh, come up against a situation and that's the first time we've talked to God? <laughs> Probably not a real confident connection there. Jesus had already been talking to him. He said, I, I, I thank you that you have heard me. I like to pray that way too. Verse 42, and I know that you, what's that word? Always. You always hear me. I know that you always hear me. Can we say that? Can you say that to your father? Could you close your eyes or lift your eyes either way and say, Father, thank you. I mean, confidently, not trying to convince him, not trying to talk him into something. Father, I thank you that you hear me always. He said, but but because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. In other words, he said, I'm not even praying for my benefit, not praying for your benefit. I'm actually praying for the benefit of the people around me. I'm praying for those, these bunch of people who are having trouble believing this, because I know we're good to go. I'm ready to do this. You hear me always. We've already talked about this. We're we're ready to go. But everyone else else around here, they're looking at me. I want them to know that I came from you. I want them to know that you're involved in this situation. How many of you hear what I'm talking about here? But Jesus had this confident relationship with the Father where he knew that when he talked to him, he was heard. And this is essential to make. Uh, prayer work uh, to make this whole subject uh, functional like it's supposed to be. L- let's take a look at 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter. That's a popular verse over here, but I want you to think about it and consider it maybe in a different way than you have before. 2 Chronicles chapter 7, it's, it's the highlighted verse. If it's not, go ahead. Idiot. Second Chronicles chapter seven and verse fourteen. Now listen to the words he said: If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Everybody say then. Then, then I will hear from heaven. When? Then. then. Does that kind of leave a? An open door here for the possibility that the if here matters. If my people, if they will do this, if then I will hear. Meaning it's possible for someone to say something or to quote pray something and God not hear. He is qualifying the hearing of their prayer right right he is qualifying their hearing he said then I will hear in other words it seems to me that the Lord is leaving opportunity the door open here to let us realize he doesn't hear everything now that might bug some a little bit but we like to bug but think about it does God listen to everything now I know he's all-knowing I know he has full access Does he listen to everything? To every word out of every person's mouth? Is he always hearing everything? I know this, that sometimes I choose not to hear things. And I'm not, I don't have my act together near as much as God. And I choose because of righteousness. Because of holiness. Because of what I want to be in my thought life. I choose sometimes to go, you know, this is the remote I'm good at remotes. Anybody else good at remotes? Uh, I choose sometimes to say, no, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to let that message in. And I change the channel. I choose, I'm going to listen to this, I'm not going to listen to this. Right? And it seems to me that God pays attention. And certain prayers, if you will, become qualified by how we approach Him. And if I approach Him in the right way, watch, I get heard. I have His attention. Kind of quiet out there. We've got a couple people in the house really liking this. But notice that there is a contingency upon God hearing. There is a need to know on our part that the message gets through. If I don't know the message gets through... I'm not guaranteed a response. Then I'll hear. Then I'll forgive. Then I'll heal. Then. Then. So my focus then, my goal, would be to get the message through. I've just got to figure out a way to get God to hear me. And if I can have Him as my audience and receive the message that I send, done. Now, go over to 1 John, way right turn, close to the end of the book. If you get to Revelation, back up. 1 John, the fifth chapter. And I don't know if, you know, have you ever had times in your life where where someone didn't understand? You were trying to communicate, and you might just say the message didn't get through. Anybody married? All right. According to the survey, 70% are you, of you are married. All right. And, uh, and so, what's, what's, what's the deal? If you're married, you've had that probably happen before. You're trying to tell your spouse something and it's just not getting through. Maybe they weren't listening. Maybe they were distracted. Maybe all kinds of things. But you know when you're heard. You know when, the, when you're being heard. I know uh, recently when we were sitting in the house and uh, sitting in the living room there and I was reading something or I was on my iPad or something like that and uh, Amy and Whitley were having a conversation and they're talking away and I don't, I'm not paying attention because that's their conversation. I'm doing something else. And after a little bit, I look up and I ask my daughter a question. And, uh, and then they uh, both start laughing. They said, that's what we were just talking about. Basically, they thought I should have known. I should have heard what they were talking about because they're right there close to me. I should have heard what they were talking about. Any other guys ever have this problem? The expectations are just unreasonable, aren't they? <laughs> to think that we can he- always hear everything... <laughs> Anyway, they thought, and and, you know, in my mind, I thought they weren't. That wasn't my conversation. I was doing something else. And so, anyway, you know, it's like at the restaurant sometimes. uh, Amy and I would be sitting at, you know, like in a booth, and we'll be having a conversation, and she's not only involved in our conversation, but she also knows what's happening in the lives of the people sitting behind her. (laughs) You act like I wasn't supposed to tell that. Just don't sit near us and. Whereas I'm really not that way. I don't. I can hardly. I don't hear them, or I don't. Not paying attention, and I can't process both things at the same time. So, hallelujah. <laughs> but communication, whether you're talking about people or we're talking about the Lord, we just need to know the message got through, and there needs to be something settled in our hearts where we know. God heard us. The message reached Him. When I know that, it's done. There's nothing else I need to be concerned about because I know He loves me. I know He's for me and not against me. I know Jesus shed His blood for me. I know God wants to meet all my needs. I know He wants to send every good and perfect gift from above down into my life. All that, the goodwill of God towards me, towards you, is an established fact. His favor, favorable actions towards you is an established fact. I just need to make sure the connection is solid. And then, like I said earlier, it's normal. Everything just flows naturally. Now, First John chapter 5, verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. And I want you to think about this. Let's start from the end and back up. The end of this is we know... We have the petitions that we have asked of Him. We know what? That we have them. It's done. I know I have it. How do I know? How, how do I know that I have them? Well, back up. Because I know that he, he heard me. If I know, the only way I'm going to know I have it is to know that He hears me. And if I know that I He, he hears me, then I know that I have it. That's pretty simple, isn't it? I mean, the whole request thing is all settled in this reality. As long as the message gets through, it's done. Isn't that what it said? As long as the message, the request, is received by the Father, it's done. I like it. But I just simply need to know that He hears me. So this, what, what this does is this puts... Really the, the focus of my relationship with God, the, the, the focus is on establishing this open communication. Like I said earlier, the main goal is not to get what I need. The main goal is not to get God to do something for me. The main goal is to establish the connection. If the connection is made, it's active, it's alive, it's dynamic, the need thing takes care of itself. The request and the response are automatic. He already loves me. That's not going to change. He desires good things for your life. That's not going to change. That's a fact. It's just making that connection. And sometimes we skip right on over that. We just think, I have a need. God is God. I'm going to go to Him. But where's the relationship? I'm not saying it's a prerequisite as far as God requiring, well, no, you need to do these things. and It's not that. It's just a practical reality. The practical reality of uh, Amy and I is, is we have to communicate to have a good marriage. We have to talk. We have to know each other. That's not, it's not a technical need. It's a, just a necessity to enjoy this thing and have good things flow from one to another. With the Lord, sometimes people see prayer as an obligation. It's a duty. I've got to pray. And I realize there's times when you're, you know, there's some intercessory type of, of laboring and that kind of stuff for another person. But I'm just talking about our relationship with God. It's just talking. It's just communication. But in the, in, in the atmosphere where that, that communication is active and alive, the flow of blessings is normal. And so I just need to know that He hears me. See, if I know what God wants me to do, my life is set. I I know what to do in my life. If I can hear from him, I know what to do. And if he can hear from me, then I get whatever I need and whatever I want. And that pretty much sums it up. The end. (laughs) I hope you weren't clapping because it's over. Because it's not quite over. I got a little bit more. But think about it. I mean, if we could just boil it all down, it's done. If I can get the messages that He wants me to have, then I just live that and do that. And if He gets messages from me that I things that I want, things that I need in life, He said, you know that you have them. It's done. I think it might be a good idea. Just a thought. If you've ever had a, a prayer failure, if you will, you've prayed, nothing worked, nothing happened. You might want to consider just taking the word prayer off of that experience. Just taking it out of that context and just just an idea here, just whenever you think about what happened, remove it from your prayer life and say, whatever I was doing before, you know, that didn't work, I don't know what to call that, but I'm going to start today or maybe real soon, I'm going to start praying, <laughs> making a connection with God so stuff flows from him to me and me to him. Whatever I was as far as I'm concerned, we've never talked before. Unless you have a track record of really some good things happening. But if you have a track record of something, why let it muddy the water? Why let it cloud your idea of what prayer really is? Because it's a hit and miss. It's a once in a while. I'd rather just say, no, I've never actually never prayed before. all right when I got saved I know that one got through other than that never prayed before but I'm, I'm considering starting well why do I say it that way I want to make sure the connection is established strong and then from there on out everything works everything works the breaker is not flipped in heaven it's on plug it in it works And that sounds too simplistic, but these scriptures are really simple. I know, I have, as long as I know, He heard. Praise God. And so, if you back up a little bit further, and it says, if you ask anything according to His will, we know He hears us. So how do I know I have? Because I know He heard. How do I know He heard? Because I asked like He wanted me to ask. I prayed and made requests according to His will. I did what He wanted me to do. Now what does He want us to do? Let me break this this down into three things because if I can get this part done, everything else is automatic. From here on out, if I'll do this, I'll know He hears me, and if I know He hears me, it's done. I know I have. And so what does He want me to ask? How does He want me to ask? How do I ask according to His will? Well, first, can you see this? That it's His will that you ask? That the very fact that you're going to your Father instead of another person or instead of trying to figure everything out on your own, the fact that you're going to Him, you're exactly in the center of His will? You're already in position for Him to hear you? Yeah. You're not bugging Him? You're not going to wear Him down? No. His redeemed son or daughter is coming to Him for help for answers, for resources, for whatever you need. That delights the heart of the Father. I'm telling you, He is thrilled if you and I will come before Him today and say, Hey, I thank you. You love me. I'm in the family. You hear me always. And here's what here's what we need to go have happen here today. Yeah. He delights in that. And so... It's His will that we ask. So we're already doing good there, right? Secondly, it's His will that we ask in faith. When we ask, we must ask in faith. What does that mean? Are you disqualifying some asks? Yes. It's possible to be wishy-washy, up and down, in and out. Let me give you this verse. You know it. it's not far from where you're at. James 1, 6 through 6-8. But let him ask... In faith, with, with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let, that not, let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord, for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Now, now that, that context is asking for wisdom. You ever need wisdom? That's the context. But how many know there's not a really a different system for asking for other things that you need? Everything really is on the same plane. Yes, this is a qualifier. This is what this is the will of God for asking, which guarantees a reception, which guarantees a response. So I just need to get the will of God for asking part. How do I ask? In faith, not up one, not up and down, not in and out, not I pray one thing and say something else. Not I, 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 Lord, I'm trusting you. I ask you for this. I pray for this, and then immediately turn to ask someone to meet that need. Everybody with me? Okay. We can't go back and forth. We can't can't go in and out. It's either I'm asking in faith or I'm just kind of throwing it out there and just wishing upon a star that something good would happen. Well, we wouldn't say that because we're Christians, right? We don't wish. We don't wish things. (laughs) But he said you must ask in faith and then three here's how we here's how we, we finish this up this is the will of God in asking is that once the request is made we believe that it's done look, look at Mark chapter 11 Mark the 11th chapter it'll do you well by the way to have your own Bible if you don't yet we'll help you get one if you need one have your own bible even though we put it on the screen for new folks and everything do you well to look at it yourself mark chapter 11 verse 24 jesus teaching here about prayer he said he said therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you what receive them and you will have them i like the the new international version of that verse it reads Uh, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask it for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. What what is the will of God in prayer? It is that I believe that I, what? Have. Have. Not believe that I'm going to. Not believe that God is going to do it. Well, I believe God's going to do it. No, 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 no. I need to believe what? That I have received them. Then what? Then it will be yours. Then it, then it will be yours. But where is my believing? My believing is that it's already done. See, this is real simple. It's really not hard, but it's very opposite of what many times people do in the name of prayer. And we say, I'm praying for this. I'm, I'm believing. I, 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 I'm looking to God. I'm, I'm praying to God for this. But are we praying according to His will? What do I mean according to His will? He wants you to ask. He wants you to ask not wishy, not double-minded, not in doubt and unbelief. Just ask confidently. Ask in faith. And then when you ask, what? Believe that it's done. And how much, now I'm not here to judge what you believe or how, how you believe. But I will tell you this. You can know your own heart and your own beliefs by your actions. What you decide to do from that point on, reveal what you really believed when you prayed. And if it's wrong, it's no big deal. We can tweak it and adjust it and we can make corrections where we need to make them. Because here's the thing. if Now go back. Now you don't have to turn there, but back to 1 John 5. If I ask now and I did it according to His will. These, this is the prescription. This is how Jesus taught us to pray. If I'll do it according to His will, I'm guaranteed that the message got through Connection was made, receipt in hand. You know, uh, some emails and texts and Facebook things, they'll say message was read or received or something at such and such a time. Uh, the message is through. And what does that guarantee you? First John five fifteen. we know that we have. We know that we have the petitions that we asked of Him. So you go back to the beginning and you look at all this thing from the beginning. I don't think it starts with request. I don't think my life, my, my needs, the things that I want, that that's the first thing to be on our plate. Not questioning the will of God or the promises of God in that. The first thing in my mind is let's establish good, open communication, direct line of, of fellowship with the Father. And major on that. When? Every day. All the time. And then when need arises, when there's something that comes up, then I talk to my father who's right there. Some of you might want to. instead. You you, you might have loads of need. I don't know. But instead of just going right to, Lord, do this for me and I ask for this. Sit. Be still. Be conscious and aware of Him. When you are... When you're settled, and you're aware of the Father's presence with you, say, oh yeah, by the way, I ask you for this. How I many he's right there. Of course he is anyway, right? But now you're aware of him, so it's more real to you. And from that place, it's easy to ask in faith. And so, Father, thank you. <laughs> you heard me. Of course you heard me. You're right here. You're not like, way over there in CUNA. or or <laughs> you're not you know way over there in heaven far far away no you're right here Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you amen a lot of the people that we sometimes look to and admire uh, if you if you've studied church history and you've you've read after individuals who had just a lot of great things happened through their lives, a lot of healings and outstanding works of God happening happening through their life, like you know, like Wigglesworth or Lake or Hagen or some people, and we think, man, they were just really had a good gift of God on them. Yeah, but here's one of the things that I've been able to see in looking at some of their lives, is they had a deep, deep personal relationship with God. And out of that place. They ask and things are done and and the power of God flows. Not just operating on a biblical principle. And thank God for those. But it's that with the relationship. With the connection. Jesus said in John 15, 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask whatever you will and it shall be what? It shall be done. What's the qualifier? If you abide. It goes back to this, am I abiding with Him? Is his, are His words precious and valuable, abiding in me? From that place, we ask, we know He hears us and we know it's done. That's the guts, that's the basis of this relationship and this thing we call prayer. From that place, everything works. But just being religious and robotic and, you know, going through the motions and doing the principles and following the steps and turning the crank and the lever and, 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 and out comes God! No, no, He's a person. He is a person, a God who loves you and me and wants to have fellowship. Let's open the lines of communication wide and let stuff flow from there. Amen. Stand up with me today. As the worship team fires up the music, let's do this and let's enter in. Take a few moments right now. Make this connection solid. Communicate with our Father.